This is a podcast of two type A girls working hard to untangle the BS stories and expectations related to this illusion of perfection. Life is hard enough without adding pressure to be more, do more, be the best. It's an ever moving target. And so, in an attempt to inch closer to our authentic selves, the vulnerable, messy, and uniquely beautiful, we have decided to push back. Bit by bit, we are untangling society's demands of us, sinking in to our own intuition. If something makes us feel more alive, we're doing more of that. If something drains us, we're gonna practice removing ourselves. This is a journey we hope you'll join us on. Together, we will explore insights, tips, and tricks, all in an attempt to help you uncover your truest, most authentic self. Hi, we're back. Maddie's back. Maddie (laughs) Maddie is back after the holidays and the tail end of not feeling good. So I know Holly and I recorded, but we're glad that we're back to us um, starting the new year. And you and I haven't talked in longer than that, because even though the episodes will be coming out weekly, you are off for, I mean, both of us were off for the holidays, but especially you. So I'm excited to catch up. Yeah, this will be good. We kind of played around with what we wanted today's topic to be. Um, And I think this is one that we've alluded to in many episodes. And again, one, there will be overlap in other episodes But today we're going to talk about who you surround yourself with matters and all the different facets in life that this applies to and how it applies and why and all the things. So I think it'll be good. Yes. When you first introduced it, I even told you, I was like, "Eh, I don't, I feel like I say that a lot where I'm like, not sure how I feel about that one. But then at the same time, it's good because it gets me thinking deeper than those initial reactions. And then you and I can bounce ideas off of one another and I think oftentimes you know more or have more insight than you give yourself credit for or you're I think often and this probably happens for a lot of people is our initial gut reaction to things is like I'm not good at that or Mm -hmm. I am not worthy of being like seen as an expert in that or I'm not good enough for something but when we do it anyway and dig in and give ourselves the opportunity to try I think oftentimes we have a lot more in us that than imposter syndrome we think. oh <laughs> there it is so the reason that I felt like oh I don't know if I want to talk about that is because I remember when I was like first introduced to the topic I think it's the whole quote I wrote it down um like you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with I remember hearing that like at a very young-ish age, maybe like middle school, and I remember like feeling super averse to it for whatever reason. I was like, "Oh, I don't, I don't like that," and maybe that, that was a reflection of like the people I was surrounding myself with, and that's something that has continued. And I don't mean that in a negative way of like judgment towards those I spend my time with. I think for me, it feels scary because. Although I love those people and I enjoy spending time with them, sometimes I'm like, I feel like I want different things than them. And so that's like a whole realm of this that feels a little bit off for me, I suppose. Okay. Even now? Or mostly in middle school? No, I I think it's definitely something that has continued where like, I've continually heard that phrase and I've always been like, I don't love that. Um, I feel like maybe things have changed in the last like 
three to five-ish years, and it does, like, really overlap with when I got more into, like, personal development. I feel like I felt a shift in that. Okay. Do you feel like part of it is true, though? Like, there are people that you pull different beliefs, different um, values, different whatever ways you spend your time. Those are reflective of some of the you know, five people, let's say, that you're with the most? Yes, and that's kind of why when I sat down to, like, dump today, it made me feel better about it because I was like, okay, I do agree in some ways and others not so much. Um, But I think, like, the biggest thing that stood out for me is that if you are, like, habitually around certain behaviors and patterns, then those become very normalized in your life. And so it's hard for you to see past if there's any issues or, like, conflict in that just because it seems so normal to you. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so I saw some post or something, and it was talking about the four reasons you are who you surround yourself with, and all four tie into what you're saying right now, right, for, like, that better or worse part of it. And number one was we crave fitting in. So that's just like a human need, desire, natural thing we do often. Mm -hmm. So if we're craving fitting in, right, our behaviors, our actions, our beliefs, what we buy, how we do something, like is consciously or not going to start to become the people that you surround yourself in with, right? Because you crave fitting in. That was number one. Number two was behavior and mindsets are contagious. So this is the part that could be for better or worse, right? So if you're only around kind of really negative Nancys, then likely that's going to start to be your default. Or Even if, if you're you don't around, mean it to. Correct. Yes, correct. You don't realize you're doing it. Mm-hmm. Or positive. You know, it could be positive. Whatever it is, um, that's number two. So the behavior and mindset is contagious. Number three was we love support in who we are, which equate to like validation. So we're looking for validation. And often in order to get validated, people who have the same thoughts as you are going to be like, yeah, you're doing great, right? But if you're uh-huh. doing something totally different than who you're surrounding yourself with, that validation or understanding may be missed a little yeah. bit. I feel like there's like misunderstanding or like discomfort when it mean and that goes either way if you're surrounded by people who feel a little bit different or if you're a little bit different than those you're around yes so that validation i just ties that fitting in piece as well um and then number four of the reasons we are who we surround ourselves with was the group trajectory impacts your trajectory so if your group your five your ten your two um are working towards certain things. And it doesn't have to be the same angle, right? But like you're actively, you're all actively pursuing something. You're working towards something. You're um, holding each other accountable. Like if your group is doing that, you're more likely to do that. And we talked about that in the accountability and grace episode is when you share your goals, say them out loud, tell other people. It helps hold you internally, but externally too accountable. So those four um, touched a lot on what you had just talked about, kind of why it can feel yucky or averse, what 
that whole concept of you are the average of the five people, but it can also be empowering and a positive thing depending on who those five are. Yes. How do you then feel about if the people you are surrounding yourself with, there's some like opposition or just like you you don't feel as aligned on like where you're headed even if it's not that exact same thing like maybe they're just like a totally different person than you do you like drop that person or what does that look like yeah I was thinking about this and I was saying um I didn't even write it down because I didn't have a fully developed thoughts maybe (laughs) both of our fractured thoughts can come up with one full thought but the concept of like just because you've known someone maybe for a length of time Number one, or just because certain things on paper look like you guys should be really good friends Mm -hmm. or um, just because it's a family member, like does not necessarily mean that they have full access to you. It doesn't mean necessarily that you need to fully cut them off or like never talk to them again. I don't think that's what that means, but they may no longer need to be in your top five um, of people that you're granting access to you. Because if you're aware of those things and if all of these things are true about the trajectory impacts yours and their behavior and mindset is contagious and that's not where you want to be, like you have the power then to make a change. Again, in some situations that may be toxic or things like that, it is like a full-blown boundary cut off. Um, in other situations, and I think what you're alluding to is like, there are things that are good, but like, we're not totally in the same place. And that's maybe where the type of access or the amount of times or the amount of resources or effort that you're putting in to continue that relationship may need to shift, not end, but shift. Yeah. I think that's kind of the same conclusion that I had come to is I don't necessarily think you need to drop them entirely unless it is like a toxic relationship but just being more mindful of like the amount of time you're spending with them and also how you're spending that time yes but also something that came up as you were talking is sometimes it might not even necessarily be like toxic dynamics of your relationship at least maybe not like so outwardly but I know I have experience where I have grown apart from certain relationships just, like, due to, like, life paths. Mm -hmm. And then there's been discomfort. And, like, as that gap grows of, like, it's becoming obvious we're kind of just in different places or heading different ways where this creates that discomfort from one or the other person. And then almost a bit of, like, resentment. And that can be something that's really tricky to handle because – one option there is like to kind of like rein yourself in to then be more at the same place with that person for comfort but then it's like you're limiting yourself or not even like limiting because this isn't on like morality issue of like I'm better or worse it's just like where you're at um but yeah I I think I've like struggled with that in the past with certain relationships and that can get tricky because it's a relationship I really valued But then when there was, like, these elements of resentment, it was something that ended up being dropped. Even if I didn't want it to, I feel like I'm kind of rambling. Do you get – have you ever experienced that? 
I think you're kind of tying into our discomfort and growth episode. Like you're ready for growth, but you recognize in this situation that in order to grow or continue to grow or have availability in your time to use it toward growth, like it's going to require some discomfort of distancing or just adjusting kind of your Mm -hmm. relationship with someone else and recognizing that's uncomfortable for you and maybe more so for them. And then that talks about people pleasing and all those things. Um, yeah, I think that's huge. I put, not I put, I found this, um, quote and it says, you can't change the people around you. So we can't change who, who they innately are, but we can change the people around you. Like we, we can't change the people themselves, but we can change who those people are. I love this. Cam and I literally just had a conversation on this where, like, we tend to, like, check in with one another, like, every Sunday. And I feel like a question I continually ask him and vice versa is just, like, I am needing these things in a relationship and I would like to see them. But at the same time, I'm not trying to change you as a person. And it's such a, like, fine line between the two. Mm-hmm. In, in those conversations, I'm curious, like, with that check-in, because I think that's so healthy, like, to be doing that. But it's, it's that whole, like, you can't enter a relationship, friendship, romantic, any. Like, you can't enter a relationship um, for the person you think they're going to become Ugh. with your help, right? Often with your <laughs> help. Like, you can't enter a relationship for this future version of this person. Right? Like you have to enter into a relationship for the person that they are now. But that goes the other way. Like they're entering in a relationship with who you are right now, even if you have every intention of growing and changing. Right? Yep. Like that's a process. And so to love each other or support each other, hold each other accountable, like through that process definitely causes some discomfort <laughs> and moments of angst. Right? Yeah, that's a whole topic for me. We don't have to dig into it. <laughs> <laughs> I did put, um, have you ever heard of the saying, it's like, I know I texted it to you, but I texted it to you wrong. And then I caught myself and I realized it was probably actually because it's what I think. But it said, like, I've heard like your vibe attracts your tribe, right? Yes. So like mm-hmm. who you are, the energy you put out, like that attracts um, certain individuals in or out of your life, right? Like Whatever energy I'm putting out, those are the type of people that are going to be repelled by that or drawn to that, right? Oh, yep. But I think the converse to that, so I drew like one of those circle, like continuous circle things. The verse of that is your tribe affects your vibe. So like who you're surrounded by affects your mood, your energy, your inner everything, right? Because it's so going it goes, both ways. Correct. So, like, I'm feeding into the energy of the group, but the group's energy is feeding into me as well. hmm Yeah. I, with that one, I think it, it feels a little bit tricky for me because it places a lot of, like, responsibility on the individual then. Like, if, if your circle's not what you want it to be, then, like, that must be because you're doing something wrong, which... Yes, there's 100% truth in that, but at the same time, like, is it all their responsibility? Because I, I know, like, for me, sometimes, like, 
we've talked about this in the friendship episode like I don't have as large of a friend circle or as deep as a friend circle as I would maybe hope for and then that's for me like well what am I doing wrong then you know Mm -hmm. yeah I I have conflicting thoughts on that too I saw like some so one of my friends is going through something right now and I was helping out with one of her kiddos and you know in the text exchange, it was like, it takes a village, right, to, like, help each other out. And then literally that, and that was a good thing. That was a positive thing. A great interaction. Well, then, like, later in the day, I saw some real something. And it says, um, this whole, it takes a village is kind of bullshit. Because what if you don't have a village and you're doing everything on your own, right? Yeah. And so I was kind of stuck in my head a little bit between the two. Like, how much is, wow, it's a blessing we have said village or said group of friends or said tribe or whatever you want to call it, right? How much of it is like, you're lucky, you're blessed, you're um, coincidentally you're in good situations where you happen to have coworkers you got along with or whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And how much of it is, well, if you don't have it, we can't necessarily just live there either. Like saying, well, I don't have a village. I'm like, well, there is some responsibility there of like, well, I didn't have one either when I moved here. Like you have to put effort in, yeah. right? So I think it goes both ways. Like I think there are some that like people genuinely kind of stumble into some good relationships that end up being such a great thing in their lives. And I think that's very real. I think there's also the piece of, like, we have a responsibility to put ourselves out there as well. Um, But I also acknowledge there are, I'm thinking of my husband right now. Like, you could put yourself out there, but, like, you work from home and your company is based four states away. And you're very present with your family, so that doesn't leave a ton of time to go be social. Like, all those things can be true, right? So do I think that's all on him in this situation? Do I think it's all on me that I have put myself out there? Well, I also have a job where, like, I work with people I enjoy, and that gives me enough energy to go out and seek other relationships. Like, so yes, all of that to say, I don't know what I'm saying, except I think it's both. I think it's, yes, there's a little bit of luck, and coincidence and all of that and then I think some of it is the responsibility of us as well this is where a lot with our friendship episode ties in because I want to ask like okay so how do we put ourselves out there or form those sort of relationships to expand on our tribe and make that tribe something we feel aligned with um but I don't know I feel like we did talk about those things but is anything jumping out to you yeah yes a little bit I think like I'm thinking of Sean again or you in this situation so you're thinking about things that you like start as simple as like what's something you enjoy like I enjoy reading so I found one person I know that also liked reading and we said hey let's start a book club and then she invited friends she knew and like it it kind of naturally spider webs out right or like I'm in a situation, like, I'm standing at my friend Courtney. Like, the way that we became friends, and now she's the village with her kid. And, like, 
is because we happen, we live in Texas, but we both had Iowa area codes. So I like noticed it and I reached out and I was like, what? Where are you from? And then we started talking. And How did like, you guys initially meet though? Dance. So our girls are in a dance together. We were in this giant dance group message, right? And I like hadn't talked to her before and I noticed her area code and I took a step and was like, what? You're from Iowa? Or, um, oh, you like to read too? Let's do this. Or, so the initial, what do I like to do? So for you, uh, you like to read. So like Googling book clubs in my area or just asking a person, one other person you know that reads and then you each invite two people that you know that might be interested and you start a book club. And then her two people that you didn't know could potentially be that friend that you really connect with or not. And that's okay too. Or um, Sean's been doing this lately where he is in the situation described and he's saying like, okay, he likes to write. So he started Googling just like writers, workshops or writing groups in the area. Or like he wanted to volunteer at the African American History Museum. So he did a volunteer inquiry form to start to volunteer and see who else is volunteering or things like that. Like you like to work out. So maybe instead of working out at home one day a week, you go to a group Mm -hmm. fitness class. So like, I think it's as simple as like going in. We talked about this again is you're not going in saying, I'm going to find my forever friend. Not putting too much pressure on it. (laughs) Right. You're saying I'm interested in these things. And at least we have something in common that may or may not become something more. Mm hmm. Right. And so that, yeah, that pressure piece of like, if you go out and you're searching for a brand new five, good luck. Right. This is my problem. Okay. (laughs) Episode over. We just solved all the issues. Yeah. So easy now. (laughs) Um, All of those things you said goes with every single episode we've said intentionality, like every single action or Thing you said requires you putting in the energy and decided intention to do the thing and also this should be an entire topic is getting comfortable with rejection oh and I, and yes. I don't mean for that to be like super pessimistic although I feel like I'm more inclined to in that situation <laughs> um I know I don't know how positive rejection is so like that's okay to be a little pessimistic it's like I know I did try this once. I should probably try more than once. But um, (laughs) when I was, like, really digging into, like, this year I want to work on, like, expanding my friend circle, I did that. Like, I looked up um, group workout classes because I currently work out from home, so I'm not making any friends there. But I went to a bar class, I think, and I was all excited, like, okay, I'm going to be around some other girls. Maybe I'll make a friend from this. But I went to the bar class, and I didn't say anything to a single person (laughs) while I was there, so... I didn't make a friend. And I know the reason that I didn't is because it felt so, like, uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I guess this is kind of tying into the whole tribe aspect. Of, I noticed that, like, nobody there seemed to be with a group themselves. But I also didn't see anybody else interacting with others. And so then I caught the vibe, like, oh, that's kind of weird. I'm not going to do that. With the underlying fear there being... Somebody's going to think I'm weird and reject me, which is very possible. Maybe not, but at the same time, it's always a possibility. And I think that's often what holds me back from 
making that compliment to somebody or just like initiating that conversation conversation is them thinking I'm weird and therefore being rejected in a sense. So that's something I need to get more comfortable with. Yes. To all of that. I don't think any of this is like, like the likelihood of you saying hi to the very first person you see at that bar class and then becoming your best friend. I mean, maybe, but like probably not. Right. But maybe that second, third or fifth person you say hi to is. And so. And repetition. It makes it easier for you. Yeah. But I can see like what you're saying, like you're not naturally inclined to be really extroverted and put yourself out there. And I'm sure that's a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but we said, we've said this before, we're also not comfortable being lonely. I was just going to, this popped into my head that it's not fair. This is something I'm working on is like, it's not fair to expect every relationship you need in your life out of one person, AKA oh. Cam. And this is something that we are both <laughs> working on. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. Um, and the only other thing that came to me for that one too is um, something. It was something. Oh, you putting yourself out there and potentially being rejected. But then if someone does say hi to you, not just being like, hi. But like continuing that conversation or... Um, Yes, like none of this is saying, yes, we have a responsibility, but it's not saying like, you'll never make a friend if you don't say hi to people. I'm not saying that either. Like, but if someone says hi to you or holds the door for you or does whatever, like you being open to that is also a key, I think. Yeah, a lot of work for me on my social anxieties here. (laughs) Okay, so let's move beyond, I mean, not beyond because this is important. But like we said, I think a lot of this was touched on in the adult friendship episode and there's probably more there to Mm -hmm. dig into. But where else does this whole concept of who you surround yourself with matters, where else would this manifest, right? I was hoping to go there next. Okay, so beyond social friendships, right, what other areas, maybe at first we just kind of list some and then maybe delve in as well. Like what were some that you were brainstorming? Because you responded that to me when I said, I don't know how much I want to talk about that because my mind instantly went to friendships. And you were like, no, let's think coworkers, family, networking circles. That's kind of what I had first thought of. Mm-hmm. But then a really big one I would love to dive into. And I think this is how this topic has shifted so much for me is I 100% consider like my virtual social media podcast realm to be within my people I'm surrounding myself with because like you had bet your butt that I am listening to like the same three podcasts over and over and those people build me up so much and like even though I don't actually know them I would 100% consider them a part of like my tribe per se oh okay delve into that a little more I hadn't thought about that so tell me more I think that is why I was able to make the shift because maybe while it's hard for me to expand on my own like in real life relationships when I kind of started diving into the personal development I obviously started exploring books but I think the biggest thing I participated is podcast surprise um 
but through that I have found people that I like aspire to be like or they are mm-hmm. my role models and they're people that post like one to two times on their podcast and I also follow them on social media and I find that I'm gaining so much like motivation or just like building my own goals and aspirations based on what they're sharing and so even though maybe they don't have a relationship with me I definitely feel like I have a relationship to them I know I've said to Cam like with my podcasters or my youtubers sometimes I'm like I feel like they're my best friend because I know so much about them even if that's not reciprocated and maybe this is just very lonely and sad of me (laughs) I don't think it's I think I hadn't thought of it but I think it's really true like there are certain ones that I listen to on repeat too, or I bet everyone can guess what some of ours are. Like we talk about our favorite couple all the time, right? And so the amount of information, yeah, you know about that person, but also the spark of that. And I put like ways that it matters is like people who inspire or support you to kind of level up, bring out the best in you. Like all of that would tie to that. So I like that in which I hadn't considered. Um, because I guess it comes back to like how you define like what makes up your tribe. And it's exactly what you said. Like somebody that is influencing you or there's some sort of like impactful relationship there. So for me, it's like I know what I hear from them definitely influences my own actions in life. Yeah, my only, not counter, but like thought to that would be... um In my head, I was thinking like a reciprocal relationship. So it goes two ways, right? Mm -hmm. So like you're also contributing. Which is just as important. To them. Um, But I don't think that means it can't count. And who the hell says you can only have five people? Like I can name a lot more than five people, right? So um, I don't know that that's what the initial quote you said. That's not the point is not like hanging on the five or the point of like who counts or who doesn't count. I think we're thinking of this in a bigger picture sense. Um, but some of the area, other areas that I was thinking about when I was like, where else could this manifest that I had initially texted you or been thinking about was like, um, who at work are you sharing about yourself beyond professional? So who are you having personal conversations with in addition to work related topics? Right. So like who knows who my kids are and what day we have dance and what day, where we went for Christmas, right? Like who knows that and who just knows like how I function professionally. Like that's a choice I can make, who to share and not share with. Um, Where else this manifests is hypothetically you're in a toxic workplace, right? And so in that toxic workplace, we're not even saying like who you surround yourself with matters like in where you stay, but like where you choose to leave. Like you talked about a friendship like that or things like that. Like If there are areas where like the leadership or the direction a company is going or your workplace is or the person that is your boss is continuously belittling you or not encouraging you in your own development, like that's maybe a situation when you need to leave, right? Mm -hmm. So that toxicity in a workplace and, and or on the flip side, the type of fulfillment and purpose and passion And growth you see in your workplace is also often directly tied because you have a work team or a boss who does support you and... It all builds on itself. 
Correct. So I think the work thing can go one of both ways, right? But not just we're all in a feel-good workspace where our bosses want what's best for us and they're paying for our professional development and they're like totally supportive of our personal life. Like I don't think that exists everywhere. I know it doesn't. But if you do find yourself in a toxic work environment, that whole you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you, right? And so at least exploring maybe I need to move on. Um, It kind of hit me in the work sense. Um, Obviously, I I wrote down the social and friendship piece. Mm -hmm. But then also, where does this manifest in, like, our family? So um, to me, that played into, like, um, potentially – boundaries and the type of access they have to you right so it might be I see you once a month we have a family dinner but I stay for an hour or two because that's about what I can handle um, in a healthy way or you're a family member that like builds me up and supports me and gets me and I want to be with you all the time and that's okay too so it's very possible again just because they're family doesn't mean they have unlimited access um And then the idea of boundaries and that. So just kind of looking at the manifestation in the different realms of our lives. Yeah. I wrote down, like, what's choice versus obligation, and that, like, really ties in for family for me. And I guess that's where boundaries comes in a ton. But also... I think it ties back to the piece of, like, you don't necessarily need to, like, cut people entirely, but being mindful of, like, how and how much time you're spending with that person. Yes. Yeah. And I think another piece was, like, when we're looking for who to be with, and again, it could be someone in your family, it could be a friend, it could be a coworker, it could be a random person at bar class, but... um this whole concept of um, the group trajectory and our behavior and mindset are contagious. Like all of those pieces was another post. And it was like, if you want to be healthy, surround yourself with healthy people. If you want to be disciplined, surround yourself with people who are disciplined. If you want to be more positive, surround yourself with positive people. So when you're looking for people who have some of the same dreams, goals, beliefs as you, like working out, it's important to you because you, um, enjoy it but also because being healthy mind body spirit all of that like going to a workout class makes sense for you because then you're gonna be surrounded by people who likely right have some of the similar foundations of beliefs as you um if we want to be hardworking or have a good work ethic and be disciplined like the people I hang out with at work or choose to do a project with are going to be people who are also like that not the people that like take 8 million days off and show up late and take a three-hour lunch break every day. Like, that's probably who I'm not, not who I'm going to associate myself with, right? So that whole, when we're seeking out people, like, where we start is a good indication of what we want as well. Yeah. The shocker being, this all begins with awareness. Because like you said, if I want to be more positive... I need to go to positive people and on and on. It begins with that initial awareness that, hey, I'm needing more positivity in my life or fill in the blank. Yeah. Okay, so I put, like, why it matters was obviously the things we talked about, but also just about your general mood and energy, bringing out the best in you, inspiring and supporting you, um, holding you accountable without judging you. Like, all of those things came up for me. If you're, and it very well 
maybe Cam in this situation, which is totally fine because you spend a lot of time with them, is like, can you think of someone in your life who is one of those people and then what do they provide to you in those sense? Okay, the top three people that I'm thinking of is, yes, Cam, because I spend a lot of time with him. He knows what's going (laughs) on in my life. He's checking in on those things. Also you like and I'm not just saying that because we're like on this conversation you're somebody that like since I met you however many years back like I look up to you because I see qualities that you Mm -hmm. have that I'm like okay I would like to be like that myself um and then also like the people I listen to on my podcast like I in so many ways take value in what they're saying and the things that they're doing in their life so that I can consider how I can model that in my own so what are they, what are those three offering you? So inspiration, right? And like potentially tips, tricks, and tools maybe in this podcast of things that you can do or adjust to yeah. fit in with your life. I think some of it's like the uncomfortable truth as well. Like being able to receive like this is how I got to x place and this is what I did and a lot of times it's like that seems super uncomfortable but knowing that that's how they were able to be successful then I'm like okay I'm going to try to implement that in my life or just like honestly just like harsh harsh truths in general like even like us talking today like you've said things about like building friendship circles such as like if somebody else says hi to you not just saying hi back and moving on like I am so guilty of that where it's like hearing these things helps me to push outside of my own boundaries. So in that, like knowing that the people who are potentially telling you some of these things that are hard to hear, right? You've built a foundation of trust with those people or genuine trust that you can believe and know that they're coming from like a good place. Yeah, and that's a good point because if I'm just listening to this random podcaster for the very first time I'm probably not going to take as much sincerity in what they're saying as Mm -hmm. opposed to the people that I'm continually listening to week after week yeah so there's got to be that that's also probably helpful right like the person that you say hi back to you don't have to believe everything they say on the first time you go out to coffee right Mm -hmm. like so which is kind of counter to what we said just because the length of time you know someone does not necessarily equate to them earning their way into that, like, circle. Um, But knowing there are pieces that, like, are going to build after repeated exposure or experiences or opportunities to trust one another. Right, yeah. Who are some of the people in your own life that you feel like really make up your own tribe and not even necessarily that you need to like name all your friends but like people that really stand out the same question you asked me like who and what do they provide you yeah I think well Sean and I think with that it's um a strong foundation but a piece of that being like for each other I think we offer like a level of challenge like I know that you're better than this that this is not how you want to show up right now 
And I know that you can because I've seen you do it. And so I'm like yeah. challenging you to kind of level up. Or um, I'm asking you to go work on this in yourself because I think it's affecting not only you but us. So kind of that, not saying that with judgment, but like as an accountability mm -hmm. because there's a deep, um, like it's coming from a really good place, right? Because I want you to be whole. So I want you to work in a place where you feel valued and have passion and purpose. Yes, it affects how you show up at home and he'll do this with me too. Like, yes, it shows up how you feel at home. But also, like, I want you to have that well-rounded experience as a human, mm -hmm. right? Where, like, you're not only happy or fulfilled or whatever in one area of your right. life. Um, amongst other things, right? But I think that's, like, the healthy support, but also, like, challenge that has kept us both growing. Um, then, like, MT just being, like, a friend who we've seen each other go through a lot of different phases in life. And been there for each other, whether we're physically there because we live in the same dorm or we're six states away, like to be able to call and be like, this is what's going on right now. And like, I don't know what to do. And like mm -hmm. calling and being like, I'm feeling like this. And I'm like, yeah, I'm feeling that for you too. And genuinely like um, experiencing it all, but then just being a sounding board where we can kind of vent and listen and that whole like, do you need me to fix her? Yes. Or do you need me to like fix or feel right now? And someone that can genuinely. I just got to this part in the editing of the episode with you and Holly and I loved it. Oh, this is like this. Sean and I use it a lot too. Like me and a couple of our other friends use it. It's like a fix or feel. So I feel like there's some of my relationships that are really good at that. And the more mm -hmm. I've implemented that in other relationships, I think it's remove some of that judgment or the need to problem solve or need to be a helper yeah. and just mm -hmm. to like listen and be with someone. Um, so as a general statement, I think the challenging and holding gentle accountability um, as a general statement, the belief in one another um, in general, just being able to be with that person where they're at Um and sometimes you're just going to be in it for a while. And sometimes you're going to be in it. And then you're going to be the person saying, like, we can't live here. <laughs> like, okay, we can feel it. Great. We felt it. We're in it. But I can't. It would be hard for me to watch you just live in this situation, in this feeling, in this yuckiness. And not push you to take some action to get out of it. Um, yep. And so that whole thing, um, I think, are what come from, like, some of my closest who's that I choose to surround myself with yeah and I think that brings up the reciprocal nature of all of this where not only are you feeding off of the people that you surround yourself with but they need you just as much such as somebody kind of being in a yucky situation and you being willing to say like hey I know you are better than this you can do better etc right but not having that be the first thing I say on a call yes. right you call me and you're telling me I feel crappy, I need, and that might be call number four when we've been talking about the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, I hear you. We've you been here for a little while. Yes, right. Like, I get it. I can relate, blah, 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 but, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think those are some of the big pieces that are T 
takeaways, but in those two, recognizing that when we talk about that group trajectory, and when I say group, I want to like clarify this. It's not necessarily like this is a group of five friends and you're all doing it for each other and it's all that. I'm saying like your five people might be one from work, two from a friendship, three family members, and your counselor like that might be your group from all different areas so it's not that all everyone on in that group is like in a group yes. does that make sense mm-hmm. yep. um well I clarified that and lost my train of thought it's okay I do this every single week oh well baloney <laughs> okay I don't really remember but in that group idea is something there's something there there is God something. Dang it. There. What the heck? <laughs> okay, there was a lot of somethings there of Maybe it will come back to you. Maybe. The last thing that like I had wrote down that I think is important and probably one of the reasons that I initially, like a decade back from now, felt uncomfortable with this conversation. Um, is the whole idea and like I have pieces of this that I agree and don't agree with, but you the people you surround yourself with I don't know if inferior is the right word but that's what I wrote down like you should feel a little bit inferior to them yes only meaning that like don't be surrounding yourself with people that you just feel comfortable with you're all at the same level like intentionally be surrounding yourself with people that you're like oh I want to aspire to be more like that because it acts as motivation yes okay yes that so if and you might be further along or less further along I don't know I'm doing all that in quotes because correct and I don't think it's like you may be further along in your personal relationship but they may be further along in their career like so I think that you can play off each other in different areas and this came up literally yesterday um Lucy was at her hip-hop dance rehearsal and traditionally that's the style I should talk quietly that like she struggles the most with but really loves and so we were watching the rehearsal and the choreographer like a bunch of the moms were watching it it was at the end it was like pickup time and he came out and he's like well everyone really needs to practice and we're like oh god like they kind of been practicing you know like they look pretty good to us and he was like no I don't at this point this is only like the second time they've rehearsed he's like I don't want them to know the whole dance right now I don't if they are performing it perfectly right now are our competitions in two months he's like if they're performing it perfectly right now it's not hard enough so like I want them to be in a situation where they're uncomfortable and they're not getting it all right yep. otherwise we're not growing them and I was like oh good job Mr. Derek that ties into like so many things in life like if we're only putting ourselves in situations where we know we're going to be successful on day one like we're cheating ourselves of the opportunity to grow or be better yes mm-hmm so I was like, preach, Mr. Derek. That is spot on. <laughs> I feel like this is so important for me to mention in like every other episode. Maybe it's just like my fear of needing to be liked or I don't know. But when we say these things of like surrounding yourself with people who are like a little bit better off or something, we don't mean this with any sort of like morality with it. All of these things are very subjective, whereas for me, this person is something I want to aspire to be, but to somebody else, maybe that's not what they want. And so, yeah, I just don't want like people to ever feel like we're like getting this like self righteous vibe from us and what we're talking about. Because we are um, not that. 
<laughs> we're hyper aware of <laughs> the difficulty much episode. of this. Yes. Yeah. Just keeping ourselves in check. All right. You got anything else to add to this topic that you thought you had nothing to say? I don't. I went through everything and I actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. I don't. I think you just mentioned the pressure of it. Like, it doesn't mean that, like, you can't grow or that you can't become something or be a good person without five wonderful people in your life. I'm not, we're not saying that either, but not getting too rigid with it. Right. And the whole people you choose to, like, let in close. Yes, that's a big part of it, like we've said. But it's also there are people who are going to be in your life who you're surrounded with that you aren't choosing, right? Like the, your coworkers, for example, like you don't get to choose who your coworkers are, but it may be a simple shift in who you share. Choosing those more interactions. Yeah. yeah. Being intentional about the level, intensity, intentionality of interactions you have wherever you go at a workout class, at the Starbucks line, at, hey, I like your earrings spark a conversation like it's just about the intentionality of that not saying that if you don't feel like you have a village or a tribe or Mm -hmm. you only have two people that you can count on it does not make you less or anything it just is something to think about yep um as you kind of move through your daily interactions and maybe if you're feeling like you're a fresh start at this and early on knowing that it's okay to maybe seek out some of those relationships just through finding a podcast that really motivates and inspires you or checking that social media feed and unfollowing people that make you not feel so great but really seeking out other people that do like I know that's been important for me is knowing that it can be outside of my immediate circles yeah I like the unfollow too just like you can step away from relationships you can step away from the simple who pops up in your feed too. And I've done that too. And it's made a big difference in my mental capacity. So love it, love it, love all of it. Love all of you. And thanks for being here. And we will be back. Although we don't have a topic yet, but we'll choose something good. Or send us ideas because some of our ideas for this have come when y'all sent us messages. A lot of them recently have been. Yeah. Talk in passing. So send them on over. We will see you then. Bye. Bye.